You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Wednesday, July 26th, and it is the official first day of training camp open to the media, open to the fans. And today to talk all about it, I'm joined by Benjamin Camperman to talk about it. How's it going, Ben? It's going good. Excited to get back with football because, man, it it seems like yesterday that we were watching the Super Bowl um, go down and now it's already August. And it's just crazy how that time flies by. We were just in July, the dead, June and July, the dead parts. And now we're about to hit August, which is great, but for me, it obviously means that school is starting again. So, <laughs> man, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. It's been a long time coming because we definitely both tried to schedule uh, different shows with each other. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. And I'm I'm glad the offseason went by quickly for you. For me, mm-hmm. it was it felt so slow. Um, I'm glad that we finally have real football to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, it's always a great time of the year. But look, we got uh, a lot of updates today and we're going to go through all of them. Just some minor jersey number updates. Uh, Samuel Womack is now wearing number zero. Uh, he used to wear number 26, I believe, right? He was 26. So now zero. That's a good look on him. Uh, this, you know, cool number. I believe this is the first time a 49ers player has ever worn the the number zero because that's, you know, new um, NFL. I don't know if you call it rule. It's not really a rule. But new thing, introducing new numbers. Um, so, Number zero for Womack. I like it. Newcomer Terrence Mitchell uh, wearing number 49. Let's get into the good stuff now, okay? Um, Non-participants. I mean, Brock Purdy, we knew wasn't going to participate today. Uh, Nick Bosa, we know he's holding out. Uh, Daryl Luter, we know, is on the pup list. Mitch Wisnowski, um, also on the pup list. So no surprises there for the people who didn't participate. Um, There were a couple of guys, too, who were there probably warmed up with the team, but they did not uh, participate in any of the team drills. Christian McCaffrey, Kittle, uh, you know, Trent Williams, all that. Yeah. Look, I, I know you guys are here to hear about the quarterbacks, right? So let, let's start talking about the quarterbacks. Trey Lance. We know that Lance and Darnold were going to split the first team reps today because of course Brock Purdy is out. So, Seems like Lance got the the first crack at the uh, snaps today, and I don't know if you feel like that means anything, but I mean, I, I think it's good that Lance, on days where Brock Purdy is not practicing, we get an extra look and uh, some extra snaps for Lance. Well, and from what I heard, I mean, the previous years it was like very inco- he was very inconsistent coming out of the gate. He'd have one play here where he'd sail it. Well, he'd complete a great deep touchdown pass, and then he'd have another play where he would sail it over the middle. But from what I heard today, I mean, he was five for six. I don't think he had an interception. Uh, it was it, it was Sam Darnold who was like two for four interception, yeah. whatever. But yeah, exactly the thing the thing that I kind of take away from this is, you know, his consistency has definitely seems to be getting better. Um, and now it's like he, he, he came out swing, he came out ready to play. And that's really what they, cause he knows that this is his, 
uh, really the year that he has to show out. He has to take yeah. every offer because last year he was given a lot more opportunities this year. And, 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 and he could maybe like this year he has to capitalize on those opportunities because he might not have another one coming for him. So the consistency is there and he's showing that he can improve other. I mean, I know that Sam Darnold, he's probably trying to, he's trying to improve some of what he struggles with, but for the last five years, he really, it's been the same old thing over and over with Sam Darnold again. And it's like Trey Lance, at least is kind of, he, he went to a different coach and he, and he's starting to improve in year three and year three is typically where quarterbacks, you see a jump with that quarterback. So uh, yeah, that's kind of what I took away from it. Yeah. And, and Darnold, like that's kind of been the knock on him, right? Like we know who he is more or less like, yes, he's mm -hmm. in a, different system in San Francisco and yes this is a QB friendly system and he has Kyle Shanahan and look at all these weapons but more or less he's going to be the same guy um, and Trey Lance on the other hand there's still that untapped I mean you could say potential with like right. just haven't seen and so that's why you know personally I feel like Lance with the opportunity to be splitting these first team reps I would like to see a little extra snaps for Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't mind that they're splitting them, but, you know, maybe give Trey Lance 70% and Darnold 30%, right? That That's my take. That's my opinion. But, you know, it's great to see that he has put in the work this offseason. And, yeah, I mean, he was 5 of 6 and 11 on 11s, as we mentioned. Uh, Darnold, 2 of 4, he took a sack. There was also a blatant drop by Jordan Mason as well, so that – Mm -hmm. affected those numbers too but uh grant cone um after practice said that darnold looked a little indecisive and trey showing off that quicker release as mentioned working with uh jeff christensen so you know glad to know that that's looking good so far we'll see once things start to really get rolling once nick bose is out there once pads are on is that going to continue? Um, but so far, so good. Um, and Grant called him the better QB of the day. Brandon Allen apparently was awful. Yeah. Today. I think he was 0-3. So he was taking the third team reps as well. And, and another thing about Lance, Kittle spoke with the media after practice, and he said that he sees that Trey's confidence has grown. And I think that's huge because – a lot of playing quarterback is not just the preparation. It isn't just the mechanics. Yeah, it's great that all those things are looking better, but a lot of it is also the mental aspect of it. And you have to have confidence, especially being in this situation that he's in, having to scratch and claw for uh, a position on this team. It's great that, you know, his confidence is, is getting much better. Well, and you were talking about the pads coming on. And last year, I remember – it was very hard for any quarterback to complete any passes against this defense. Yeah. So the fact that he's kind of doing that is, is going to be very impressive. And the thing with Nick Bosa, it's like with him, he probably, even if he does come back, won't participate every single day. So I don't know yeah. if we're going to really see full Nick Bosa in this training camp. So we'll, we don't know, but um, yeah. And, and Brock Purdy touching on him a lot, a little bit, man. I, uh, the 49ers, they need to take it as slow as they can with him because I still can't believe that he's recovered this quickly from injury. Right. And, um, yeah, let's hope he stays healthy. But Yeah, and I almost feel like in the past, like 
I wonder if maybe they have rushed some guys back in, mm. in the past, and that's why there there had been a trend where we'd see guys rehabbing and then they'd have a setback. Is it because they were pushed too hard? Is it because they they tried to come back a little too quick? Um, I almost feel like with the report uh, that Brock Purdy has been fully cleared, but they're still adhering to like his rehab and going two days on, one day off. There, I, I feel like that tells me that they – they want to take it slow. Like there's no reason for Brock Purdy to be like going full go every single snap mm-hmm. in practice right now. Um, so I think it's good that they're kind of easing him in. And I kind of feel like that's by design because yeah, you do want to make sure that he's ready for week one. You don't want to have any setbacks. And I kind of feel like, so they're kind of doing the same thing with McCaffrey too. And Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan alluded to that today that it's just part of the ramp up you know, to getting into the season. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you're not going full go right now in training camp for some of these guys like McCaffrey, like Kittle, you know, these guys who already have their spots solidified on the team. You don't need to see anything extra from them in training camp. You know, they're going to be full go and be their old selves in week one. Um, but you also want to make sure that they stay healthy, right? So not putting those guys in unnecessary situations where they're doing more than they have to. I I think that's really good. So hopefully that's the case with Brock. And um, again, today was Brock's off day. So the next time that the 49ers practice, he should be out there. And from what we've heard, uh, yeah, that should be tomorrow, right? So Brock Purdy will be out there tomorrow and he should be, you know, operating as a QB one and getting the first team reps. So um, we'll we'll talk more about the quarterbacks in a bit, but we did briefly talk about Nick Bosa. And I do want to talk about, you know, the starting defensive line without Bosa. What does that look like, right? Just out of curiosity, uh, it was Clinton Farrell, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, and Drake Jackson. Not really any surprises, um, but I do want to talk about how I feel that Nick Bosa holding out, for one, I'm not worried about him at all. But I think it's a great opportunity for both Farrell and Jackson mm. to get those extra reps and be out there because I think they really need them. Farrell, for one, to get acclimated. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. But also Drake Jackson, you know, he he's looking to make that that leap um, in his second season. So I think, you know, getting those extra reps for him, too, is going to make a big difference. Yeah, and, and going against that starting offensive line and and – they need that competition because the thing is, is like this offensive line is like a mid tier offensive line in the NFL. And so if you're playing backups, it's like you get thrown into a game and you're playing one of the top offensive lines and you haven't played an offensive line that whole year because you've been playing the second team. You you're you're not playing that level of competition because you've been playing the second team. So playing that starting offensive line is going to be really, really key as well. And going like with Nick Bosa, People are saying like, well, I I actually not people, but I was talking to a Cowboys fan that I know very well. And he's like, and, and we were having a debate, you know, which one's better, Michael Parsons or Nick Bosa. And I was saying like, everyone paints the 49ers defensive line to be so great. But the truth is, is they didn't have another player. I don't think so over five sacks along that defensive line last year. And so, and, and, I mean, yeah, we need that guy back because even though he's he's 
every ranking that I've seen, he's not number one, the number one defensive line, defense edge rusher in the league. But to me, he is. And so, yeah, we need him back. But it's it's funny how everyone's like, the defense is so good. That's true. But the defensive line last year was all Nick Bosa. And what he did was impressive. So Yeah, pretty much. And I'd, I'd throw Eric Armstead in there too, even though he's not a big yeah. stat sheet guy. But um, And I think that's the thing, right? Like there's guys on this defensive line, but they don't fill the stat sheet, which... Mm-hmm. You do want to see, you know, if if you can have a defensive line that's all disruptive, but also productive as far as, you know, getting sacks. I mean, that's great. I think Javon Hargrave is going to help a lot with that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hope and I think that we might see Nick Bosa, you know, once pads come on, which I think is like the fifth uh, practice. So hopefully they can get something done by then or shortly thereafter. Um, but in the meantime, these reps are going to be really good for Drake Jackson and for Clinton Farrell and some of the depth guys as well. But um, let's talk about the linebackers really quick because, you know, Aziz Alshair no longer on this team. And so for those of you who are wondering, well, who's going to be the third linebacker? It looks like it's going to be Oren Burks, who has been on this team. And, you know, for me, that's not a surprise at all. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't think it should surprise anyone either. I mean, he's he has a veteran experience. He has that experience on special teams as well. So he has that extra value. I know there's a lot of, you know, youngsters on this team. And, you know, when we talk about the linebackers, there's always diamonds in the rough. I mean, you look at Marcelino McCrory ball. I know we're excited about D winters and Jalen Graham and how they could fit into this and how they could develop. Um, But, you know, I think they're going to have to earn that spot. Right. Mm -hmm. As of right now, it's Oren Burks, um, but that doesn't mean that someone can't prove their value too, and you know make that decision a little tougher for the team. Well, and, and the year before last, Dre Greenlaw got injured, so and I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but there's a good chance that they will. Now, linebacker for the most part has been one of the most healthy position groups, like. Fred Warner, unlike the rest of the team, he actually stays healthy. So this is one of those position groups where if if you're not a starter right away, it's going to be very hard to see time. Um, I mean, I guess Dre Greenlaw could get injured, but he didn't. I don't think he missed a game last year. So um, it's going to be exciting for sure to see these guys compete, especially training camp. The one thing that I loved the most about last year, not training camp, but preseason was seeing young guys like McCrary ball, just ball out, you know, (laughs) ball out because you're not going to see him again for a while um, unless injuries happen to them. And, and they're going to be developmental pieces where three, four years down the road, if Dre Greenlaw can can, continues to go on the trajectory that he's been on McCrary ball um, D winters, who I think is going to go between in the next few years, D Winters, I think, is going to go defensive end. He's going to be like a defensive end slash linebacker because that's what he did in college. And I think the speed that he has is they could use him in that role as well. So in the next few years, it's like these are developmental guys that the 49ers will bring in. So it's it's going to be exciting for sure. 
Yeah, and the 49ers are so great at developing these young guys. So that's why I'm always eager to see like who's going to be the next guy to step up. Marcelino McCrary Ball, definitely one of those guys that I'm keeping an eye on and I want to see do well because, he, yes, he was a very exciting player um, in last year's training camp. But let's go into the team drills or sorry, just the team period, seven on seven, on seven 11 on 11s, and just talking about some individual plays that we heard about uh, from training camp today. Before we do, I do just want to add this context um, that I think is important for people to understand because a lot of the times we see these tweets, we see these reports about some of the plays that take place, and we're like, we get really excited. And there's nothing wrong with getting excited, but I think also we have to – understand some of the context behind it so keep in mind players still don't have pads on so that does you know at times help the offense it also helps the defense at times so um you know just take that for what it is also there's no tackling in training camp Mm. um and so a lot of the time, what would be a tackle on the field, you know, the running back's going to go for a little extra yardage, you know, the wide receiver that made the catch, he's going to get some yak that maybe yeah. he wouldn't have, um, you know, in a real game situation. So just keep those things in mind when we hear like, oh my God, he broke off for a huge play. Almost like I'd say maybe 75 plus percent of the time, it's just because they weren't tackled, like they're not going to get tackled. The offensive player is going to keep running. Duh. Like they want to score every time. Yeah. But I just want to, I just want to add that context. Um, But, you know, it's still exciting again to see some of these reports of some of these plays. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get back to some of the the quarterbacks really quick. Before, before we do real quick though, I saw that the 49ers just signed the USFL linebacker, Kai Kayava Tezino. So, yeah, it is interesting because they I saw the report that they were working out three different linebackers uh, today. And to my knowledge, I don't think there's any like, you know, injuries to any of the linebackers. But now I'm like, "Hmm, maybe maybe there's something or, you know, maybe they don't want Fred Warner having so much time out there. Right. Again, one of those players who doesn't really need it. Um, Mm hmm. Right. So yeah, good to know. I love the breaking news um while we're live. Yeah. Um, but going back to the quarterbacks, uh this note from Brad Graham, he tweeted a lot of short throws in seven on seven for Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. There were misses by both quarterbacks, uninspiring period by the quarterbacks. But but not to worry. I think like as the practice went on, it kind of uh, you know quarterbacks got a little more active and that's that's to be expected it's day one it's day one Mm -hmm. of camp um and so a lot of the times the defense also is going to have a great day while the offense is still kind of figuring out you know what they're doing and And you had Jalen Moore sorry to interrupt but you had Jalen Moore starting (laughs) at left tackle so that's true so Trent (laughs) Williams uh you know he's there but he didn't participate in the team drills so Jalen Moore got the first crack at a first team reps a left tackle and yeah you know we we know how that goes so I mean I don't know I'm I'm I wasn't there I didn't I didn't see so I I don't know if he did bad or not but the concern with I mean Trent Williams usually is good at not missing a game but if he does this year I fear for our quarterbacks lives because well, Jalen Moore yeah <laughs> that's 
No, I don't want to. So see that. far, from what we know so far about Jalen Moore, yeah, there's there's some concern there. But they signed Matt Pryor too, and, and yeah, I think point. he he could potentially be that guy. But yeah, I mean, hopefully there aren't any injuries to to Trent Williams. That would be pretty detrimental to this team. Um, but you know, it seems like there were a lot of checkdowns, a lot of like outlet throws for the quarterbacks in in the first session. You know, nothing spectacular. Um, but like I said, it seemed like as practice progressed that there were, you know, a few more uh, throwing attempts as, as practice went on. And, you know, Kyle said that today's practice was easy. It was a light day. I think they finished kind of early even. So that is to be expected with it being the first day of practice. Yeah, I did. I saw that with a few people that Ambry Thomas, uh, that's a bubble player, didn't do too well again which I had high hopes for him, especially after that 2021 year where he actually kind of seemed like he was improving. And I, I'm with the, the secondary really is the biggest, um, you know, position group to me because, you know, Dumador Lenore was great last year, but he kind of reminds me of Ambry Thomas the year before, you know, was oh, really good. And then, no. <laughs> I, well, Don't it doesn't like remind that. me of him, but like, <laughs> but like my point is like Ambry Thomas also had a pretty, he was improving the year before and then he kind of just lost his confidence completely. So um, I don't know that's, that's going to be an interesting one because we brought in a lot of competition to kind of yeah. compete with these guys for sure. So. Yeah. And I think that's great. And also like Steve Wilkes, you know, being in the mix now, Yeah. Um, how is he going to help out the secondary, these corners, right. And, and help their development. I think that's going to go such a long way for this defense and, you know, based on some of the tweets I saw today, it seems like, you know, he, he was already a very vocal leader. And of course, like, that's what you would expect. Um, but not just being the defensive coordinator, but having a focus on what the DBs are doing, right? Like, it seemed like he was very involved in that aspect. And, you know, maybe for good reason, because last year, that was maybe the one area you can point to that wasn't you know quite where as good as it should be um so hopefully they make some strides uh you know this season but also i i saw that he dialed up a couple blitzes today mm -hmm. i think he he dialed up one for uh, hufunga and i believe hufunga got a would-be sack on that one mm -hmm. and then <clears throat> excuse me also isaiah oliver uh, so we're all, we're already seeing some of the cre creativity with the blitzes, um, and that was as expected, I, I think, from based on what we've seen Steve Wilkes do in the past with his defenses. Isaiah Oliver is one of those guys where I kind of underrated pickup, but I go back and watch him. Mean, he was actually a really important part of that Falcons defense for a good portion of the last few years. So uh, that should be an interesting one. I don't know when we're getting to running backs. I'm kind of excited to talk about TDP because he had a lot of it. yeah, he had a lot yeah, of potential coming cool. out. Um, for him, it's like when you saw him at LSU, he's a, a, a fierce runner who has a ton of just like he runs. He runs with his like he knows how much he weighs and he's just going to run over you. You know, he, he knows that he's a fierce runner. And so to see him kind of come into his potential, uh, I heard that he had a good day today. He was a big surprise in Niners training camp to see his potential. I mean, obviously 
last year didn't go as well as we would have hoped. But the thing is, is with TD, with especially running backs in the NFL, it's, it's hard to get acclimated to the speed of the game. And it's good to see that he's doing that because this guy at his potential has a, a, a good body, a good frame to be like a workhorse split the carries back. And it's like, we don't want to rely on Elijah Mitchell too much um, to kind of carry the load beside Christian McCaffrey because he gets injured a lot. So imagine adding like a power um, back like TDP in there to pair with Trey Lance. Obviously we drafted him when we drafted Trey Lance. I believe that was, no, was that the year after? It was the year after. I think it was the year after. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but anyways, he's kind of that guy who can go up the middle and give you five, six yards because of that power. So it's good to see his potentials really uh, coming. He's coming into his his own. So yeah, and like I, I was kind of seeing it. Like okay, it's probably too early to say like TDP was a is a bubble player. I don't think mm. he was, but I do feel like this was a huge or this is a huge season or off season for him because. I mean, we we've seen the 49ers move on <laughs> from running backs before, you know, if they're not showing enough. And so I kind of was really hoping that TDP another year under his belt can take that next step. And I'm going to read just some of the tweets that we got about TDP today. Rohan, who was out there, he tweeted the only good play of the first scrimmage. A nice find from Trey Lance to Ty Davis Price on a wheel wheel route with pressure coming. Good catch in stride by TDP. Another tweet from Rohan. He said, TDP on something today. Burst showing as well as elusiveness without pads, but a good early sign for the 49ers. And then Brad, Brad Graham uh, said, Ty Davis Price has been the best running back in 49ers practice today. Multiple big plays during team drills and is running with a purpose. I mean, that's exactly what you want to hear about, you know, TDP, right? Uh, Just based on the season he had last year. So it it sounds like he's turning a corner. And this is the thing with camp, but also the first day, like – we only have these reports to go off of. And sometimes some players fizzle out. I'm really hoping that's not the case with TDP. Mm -hmm. And I hope that he can really, you know, keep it going, especially also when the pads come on, because right now, like I said, times like this, when, when they're not in pads, that does benefit, you know, the running backs quite a bit. So hopefully he can keep it going. I'd love to see it. Well, and the thing with him is that like, yes, you're going to be the fourth running back on, uh, the depth chart where we assume, but it's so important to get that trust from Kyle, from Kyle Shanahan because yeah, you might make the team one year, but he's not going to run you if he doesn't feel that you're not going to like fumble the ball or something like yeah. that. Like Jordan Mason last year was, we were like, why isn't he getting more carries? Why isn't he getting more carries? Cause he has to solidify that spot and he has to prove himself. And so the fact that TDP, yes, it was, uh, it was very, likely that he was going to make the team but kind of like what what you said it's like you have to get that trust from Kyle Shanahan so when you're the second running back on the depth chart because two guys are missing time he's gonna trust you and he's not because we've seen in the past I remember a few years ago when we had that horrible plethora of injuries uh we had Jarek McKinnon and one other person or whatever and well we've maybe not then but there's been instances that I've seen in the past from Kyle Shanahan 
if he doesn't have another running back that he likes, he's just going to load it all on one, one running back. He's going to give that running back 20 carries. I feel he's, he's done that with Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey at times. And so it's important to kind of gain that trust. Um, so when, when it does, when injuries do strike, you get a piece of that pie. So. Yeah, exactly. And Jordan Mason, who was, you know, the beneficiary of having such a strong training camp last season and eventually got extra time when Elijah Mitchell went down. I mean, he was getting early reps, splitting first team reps with Elijah Mitchell today since Christian McCaffrey was not participating in the team drills. And uh, yeah, there there was a question or there's a statement here. JP dropped the rock today. I heard he got it back, but he dropped it. Um, yeah, I mean, I the report was that uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls linebacker forced the fumble. And, you know, I, I didn't see it. So I don't know if it was more on Mason or just such a great play from Flanagan fouls. Maybe he, you know, peanut punched it. Regardless, mm-hmm. you don't want to see fumbles. Um, but you know, I'm unless it becomes a trend, I'm gonna chalk it up to DFF, you know, playing some good ball. And these linebackers have always been great at just punching the ball out. And come on, let, let's get it started yeah. in training camp, right? Like I, I wanna see that. So and I think at the same time, it's going to force our running backs, our offensive players to take care of the football because if you don't, this linebacker group is going to expose you, right? right. So I think it's uh, hopefully one of those iron sharpens iron kind of uh, scenarios, but I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, it was, it it happened today. Um, So hopefully it doesn't happen again for Jordan Mason or anyone else on this team, but Mm -hmm. by all accounts, it sounded like the linebackers were playing some impressive ball. Fred Warner also um, showing that he can cover any wide receiver, he was yeah. covering Debo, uh, you know, down a deep corner route and was able to get a pass breakup. So, you know, Fred, all these guys, they're ready to get after it. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in this camp. And people say, like, Ro- uh, Roquan Smith might have, like, more stats as far as, like, I think Roquan Smith is the, like, overall ball hawk. He is more of, like, a downhill safety mentality, but nobody does it better coverage wise than Fred Warner in the league. Um, I don't know if we have the safety, not safety, the um, kicker much in the kind of topics (laughs) today, but I didn't, I did see that Jake Moody didn't get much um, many kicks. Zane Gonzalez had the kind of reps over him. So I'm wondering if they're kind of going with the veteran option, the safe option. I wouldn't be surprised because it's hard to trust rookie kickers. That's for sure. That's one of those positions where you have to be spot on every time. So they drafted him in the third round though. I know draft a kicker in the third round and you're not using him. That is just insane. It was already insane that they drafted him in the third. Like I'm I'm hoping. Okay. It sounds weird, but I'm hoping that it's just, maybe he was a little sore today or maybe he's dealing with something. That was the only like, hopefully it's nothing major or or nothing indicative of um you know the 49ers souring what? on him or this early uh, i don't think yeah. that's the case but what was the kicker that was drafted really high for the buccaneers um that was really uh, bad i for, i forgot his name it was like a, a, a rio or something like that yeah um, yeah drafted in the second round or something yeah 
yeah, yeah. please don't please please don't become like that because yeah anyways especially yeah. in a year where the 49ers didn't have many picks it's like if we had a first second and two thirds i'd be like okay you know it's not our top pick but this was our uh third third pick basically so yeah i mean drafting a kicker in the third round probably like as a kicker, yeah robert aguayo there we go there you go yeah that's probably as as much pressure as being like a quarterback drafted in the first round right because like it just i don't know hopefully it, it seems like uh one of the reasons that they drafted him to begin with was because he's tough as nails um mentally strong as well so hopefully the pressure is not something that's going to get to him but look i'm not i'm not worried about it i'm i'm uh we'll see we'll see uh what he does tomorrow uh but let's talk about the receivers really quick because mm -hmm. we've spoke about Debo, you know, obviously Fred Warner running stride for stride with him. Uh that's because Fred Warner is, you know, a freak, but Debo is in the best shape that he's been since 2019. That's what Debo said uh today and I believe it. I mean, he looks slimmer. He looks in shape, right? And mm -hmm. I've been saying that if we can get 2021 form of Debo and I know that he's motivated this year. Like if we can get that type of Debo, this offense is going to be really hard to stop yeah. because when, when Debo has that like mindset that he, you know, he gets the ball and he's going to take it for a big gain for a touchdown. It's really hard to stop him. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really rooting for Debo this season. Well, and and it's his in his best interest because yes, he's gotten paid, and that's the goal. But here's the thing: there's not many more teams that you want to play with than the 49ers. If this system fits exactly what Debo Samuel wants to do, so if he goes to another team, if it's anyone other than maybe the Chiefs, and maybe I, I can I could think of a few, but there's not a ton of teams that play this same system. He's definitely not going to go to a team where he gets as much work on the regular. And so it's going to be very key that, you know, he, because he has something to work towards. He has, he doesn't want to get mm -hmm. traded. That's one. And two, he kind of wants to get the target share back that he had during 2021. My thing with him is this guy is going to, uh, my projection is he's going to have over a thousand yards for like from scrimmage, both running and receiving this like year. combined or both. You say combined, combined right? so like yeah, running yeah. and receiving. I, I, I I'm saying that. I'm saying like 800 receiving two. Nah, he could get he could go go over 800. I don't know, but it's gonna be over a thousand from definitely. Um, I yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I think again, like the motivation that he has, I think is gonna translate to a crazy season from Debo, and that's great for this offense. But you know who was also gonna go crazy is that dog, that dog B.A., Brandon Ayuk, man. Like, mm -hmm. I and I keep saying it, I just feel like with every season, like, he gets better, but also mm -hmm. it still feels like he hasn't reached his ceiling yet. And I'm really hoping that this year is when he reaches that ceiling because he has the talent. It's just, you know, I think there's other factors there, but I'm I'm loving the energy that he brings. You know, we, we talked about the fact that, he put the defense on notice like days before training camp even started. He's like, if you're, you're in a white Jersey F you like 
that's the energy he's mm-hmm. bringing. And today, uh, and John Chapman tweeted mm-hmm. this, Ayuk bring, brings down a contested jump ball and stares down the entire defense. <laughs> like, I, I love that. I love that competitive he, spirit. And I think it just makes everyone else, including himself, you know, better. He, this, so I want to ask you a question. Do you think that if he was on a team like the Vikings or Bengals or even Chiefs, obviously, do you think he would have Justin Jefferson type numbers? Is he that type of player? I would. Uh, so let's, okay. So let's say Justin Jefferson so, is not in Minnesota and instead it's Brandon Ayuk. Yes. Yeah. I do think that you he would so. put up similar numbers, maybe, you know, and I can't say definitively that he would have like the same numbers, but I think he would be in that range just because, you know, that offense is willing to throw the football a little bit more than the 49ers. Yeah. I also feel like the chemistry that, you know, Kirk and, and Jefferson have they're they're locked in together. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of just hoping that, the 49ers, you know, Brock, whoever the starting quarterback is, right? I'm hoping that that chemistry is there because I think that'll go a long way for Ayuk and him being able to put up those numbers. He had in the thousand yard season just last mm-hmm. year. Um, and again, it still just feels like he's barely scratching the surface of what he can do, right? And so I think there are other like reasons why we haven't seen it yet you know the scheme they they move the ball around there you know there's a bunch of playmakers on this team you gotta feed um but also like the the chemistry with the quarterback and so it kind of sucks that you know Brock Purdy recovering from his injury rehabbing this entire offseason didn't really get a chance to grow that relationship, that chemistry with his receivers this off season, because that would have been great. Right. Like that's usually like when for a quarterback who's going into a second year, like that's what you look forward to the most, mm-hmm. you know, having an entire off season to get on the same page with your receivers. And so Brock not having that, I hope it doesn't hurt like, you know, Brennan Ayuk at all, but I I'm just excited. Cause again, he's, he's bringing that energy and I think he will have a, a bigger year than he did last year. Well, and the big thing, I think, you know, I, I saw a few comments here in the chat. Uh, let's see, where was it? Uh, CMC and locker room trickle effect. In some sense, CMC looks hungry. Uh, play up to your peers. To me, I think, you know, we've always said, why isn't like, why are the 49ers settling? Yeah, we're one of the best. NFL teams there like why why don't we have more fire that's been a big question among certain fans in the uh, in the fan base but I think after this quarterback year we definitely I don't know you could prove me wrong but we definitely have a little bit more of a fire among the leaders of this team to kind of go prove them wrong because I think a lot of people feel like they were truly done wrong with what happened to Brock. And so now they're going to go prove everyone wrong. And hopefully that is the mentality going into this training camp. And so far after day one, the, the talk coming out of players mouths, it kind of seems like it is. So it's definitely going to be exciting to see. Yeah. And um, when George Kittle spoke today, he did kind of allude to why that is and, and how some of these players do feel like, their window is you know closing Closing. this this core 
they know that with guys getting more deals, it's becoming and it's going to continue to be increasingly hard to keep all these guys um, on the roster. So if you want to get a ring with this group of guys and you feel like these group of guys give you the best chance to get that ring, you need to all be on the same page. And it sounds like they are right. Like, and Tim K tweeted this. I'm, I'm going to read what he said. He said, Kittle said the players understand how much talent they've got and how expensive it's getting says some players know their contracts might not fit relatively soon. So the emphasis is on winning it now while they're all together. And I, you know, like, like you said, I think we're kind of noticing that in some of the urgency you're kind of seeing from some of these players, like we talked about Debo. I mean, yes, they have their personal motivators, but I think as a team, like they all know that they need to figure this out. They need to get this going. And now is the time to do it. So um, I think it's great. I think it's great that they know this and Mm -hmm. hopefully they can apply it to the season and hopefully not just the entire season, but to the start of the season, because we've seen too many times this team start off slow. Right. And I feel like they waste away a couple games of the season that they could have easily won, that they could have easily put themselves in a one seed position. And because they're, you know, basically tricking away the the first few weeks of the season, then they're kind of, you know, making do with wild card or, you know, second seed, third seed, you know, whatever, what, what have you, but you can't start off slow. If right. you want to get first seed, like you got to be on like all season. You can't expect other teams in your division to, you know, um, drop some games and that's how you gain, you know, your, your and, positioning on them. And last year was kind of, it was it was a lucky not lucky but just a year that the 49ers were fortunate that the Seahawks and just no team in that division was really that good at all but you look at kind of the later um later teams in the year that we play we have the Eagles we have the Ravens who've really improved dramatically I've said this on my show many times it's like if the 49ers start off slow they're not gonna be uh, able to kind of gain, like they're not going to be able to, to do what they did the last two seasons. Yeah. They There's can't assume, two- they can't assume that because they've done it before that they can continue yeah. to do that. Like, I think that's their mistake. Right. Right. So but- uh, I see, I see rich Celts there. Uh, <laughs> I need to have you on again. So uh, thanks for, I need to get in, rich man. on it. Yeah. I, I've, I, I need to get him on soon and, and hopefully during training camp. I'll hit you up, Rich. Um, but I, I think from what we heard today uh, from training camp, like I, I got a good feeling um, on, you know, again, it's just day one. But overall, I, I feel pretty good about some of the reports that we got today. And, you know, I'm just excited for day two. Who's going to stack their days starting with day mm. one, right? Who's going to, you know, uh, fall off a little bit day one is day one but you know this is a a two-week almost body of work that they got to put together and they got to stack their days and that's how we can form our opinions on you know the positioning on this team but i mean ben i'm i'm excited for day two is there anything you're going to be keeping an eye on for day two after what we heard day one 
Colton McKivitz. Um, I heard okay. that the the run game not as great there. And if the run game without pads isn't great, then what's it going to be like with pads? Um, that's that's one thing. And it's just like he needs to be at least the Mike McGlinchey level, which I think he can be. I mean, he was the last few seasons, but I even want him. I mean, the, the nice thing with him is he's young and he could improve for sure. But yeah, that's one thing. And then the linebackers are kind of interesting. I don't know who the linebacker coach is, but now that we lost D'Amico Ryans, I, this is not really for camp, but in the following years, now that we lost D'Amico Ryans, how is the recruiting process going to be with our linebackers? Like how good is this core going to be, become after question. Warner leaves and stuff? So Yeah, that's a fair question. The The coach is Johnny Holland, who I think he's been with the team for a couple years now or a few years now, so... Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, they they still know what they're looking for. And and so hopefully uh, we see yeah, some of those let's... diamond in the roughs, you know, start to shine. Yeah. Um, and so I'll continue looking at the linebackers, but I feel like I'm going to continue to keep an eye on TDP um, mm. and see how he continues to progress. Um, and also I want to see more reports from Drake Jackson and how he's doing and how he's acclimating to his second season. Um, but I'm I'm excited, man. This it's great. I uh yeah, it's gonna be a fun season. It's it's definitely a fun time to cover the Niners. Please don't ever go back back to the two two and fourteen season. Um <laughs> I'm just glad we are out of that point. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And it seems like everyone else is too, because there's a, there's a lot of fans who are showing up for training camp and we love to see that. Um, but with that guys, I, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, ben, thank you for joining me. Make sure you guys like this video. If you have not yet, make sure you guys subscribe. If you have not yet, like I said, I'm going to be doing videos after every day of practice. So tomorrow I'm going to be back with another one. I'm going to have John Chapman and Wayne Breezy on the channel to Ooh. talk about day two. Um, so make sure you guys tune in for that. But for now, have a good rest of your Wednesday, people. Peace.